0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Damon Martin MMA Fighting here with former UFC middleweight champion Chris Wyman, who makes his return to action in just a couple of weeks time to face Uriah Hall for a second time. Uh, Chris, welcome back. How is everything? Everything
1: is great, man. I appreciate you having me on
0: absolutely so chris i know we spoke earlier this year uh unfortunately you had kind of a you know a setback in terms of coming back with the the COVID 19 thing and and obviously the delay in that man so uh how was getting through that obviously you're healthy now but i know uh you know <laughs> we got to be honest man we've heard some stories COVID 19 can knock you on your ass yeah just a minor setback for a major comeback you know i don't know where <laughs> i've heard that before but
1: what a genius little uh, slogan I'm going to live by. Um, yeah, no, I. so I had corona for about two days. I, was, I had, like, a bad headache and no coughing or anything, just bad headache and body aches, and I had a fever. I threw up once. Um, and then I was pretty good, but, you know, talking to UFC and uh, some other – my doctor, they recommended for 14 days, don't do anything, no working out. Um, and then – you know, not training for two weeks and then having, I don't know, I had like three and a half weeks left until I would be fighting. It just kind of messed up the timeline. And then, um, I asked if we could push it back maybe a week or a couple weeks. And then, uh, they pushed it back to April 24th. And to be honest, it was all like, to me, I always, I'm an optimistic person. I always kind of look for the, the silver lining and I feel like it really was like a blessing in disguise. I'm in, I'm in great shape. I haven't got out of shape since, uh, since I was training for the last training camp. Um, so it's just allowed me to stay super um, consistent with training and developing my skills and keeping my, my cardio up um, and uh, working on strength and conditioning.
0: So, so everything everything's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to hear. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, coming back in this fight, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this fight when it was originally matched up, but what did you think about getting your eye haul again? I mean, I don't think there was any bad blood or anything from fighting him, you know, 10 years ago, but uh, were you okay with this matchup? It was kind of a weird one. I didn't really see this one coming. I, I got to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, originally it was um, we were kind of looking for Derek Brunson. And then Derek Bronson was saying that he wanted somebody higher, more like someone that was ranked higher, and uh, so it didn't happen. And then uh, there, there was back and forth for a little bit, and then Uriah Hole came up, and I said, "Yeah, you know what? Let's do it." Um, you know, he's he's on a little bit of a streak right now. He's coming off a huge win over Anson Silva, um, and uh, you know, we have obviously have some history. I know I was his first loss, first time he ever got stopped, and so and I'm sure he wants that back, and that motivates me because I'm not going to let him, you know, get that get that win back, and I want to show how much I've progressed over the years. Um, so there's definitely a lot of um, ego involved on who who's improved over the years because when we first fought, we were both you know the top prospects, really in the in the country, and um, but we were both New York guys, East Coast guys, and uh, you know, he was the striker, I was the wrestler. Everyone who knew him, they thought he was unbeatable. Everybody who knew me, they thought I was unbeatable. And we went out there, and um, you know, they, everyone felt like I was gonna have to get it to the ground, I was gonna just out wrestle him and dominate him on the ground if I was gonna win. And people thought if we kept the standing, he was gonna, you know, be able to knock me out. And it, you know, ironically, I ended up knocking him out with a left hook, and the same left hook I really knocked out Anthony Sill with, it's a, a long long left hook as as he was weaving
0: out it's funny uh, because I remember that was actually the first time I remember hearing the name Chris Weidman I remember that fight because I remember saying have you have you seen this guy Chris Weidman because I'm a wrestling guy so I was like oh yeah okay okay I know who Chris Weidman is and I saw that knock and I was like oh geez because that was uh ring of combat right yes sir
1: yep
0: ring of combat yeah so I remember it uh, from back then and yeah, I, it was a huge it was a
1: huge thing at the time
0: yeah absolutely now i know at this point i mean you you're obviously that was your third professional fight so you know it's it's almost you know it's almost stupid to say what do you know what can you take away from that fight but what was your biggest memory of him in that fight and is there anything at all that you can take away uh from that fight even a mental edge just knowing you knocked him out before i don't care if it was 10 years ago or not you, you did knock him out
1: yeah I, I mean at the end of the day yes that's that's gonna be something he has to battle with and that's on him, you know, being knocked out by me. And he's still going to obviously have to worry about the ground game. And knowing that I can knock him out if I decide to, um, that's something that he's going to have to, uh, you know, push through mentally. Um, but for me, really, memory-wise, I just knew I was going to be in his face and I'm going to break him. Um, and I remember him staring me down um, before the fight in the cage, just eye me up, eye me up, and I was staying cool, calm. And collected, and just thinking, all right, buddy, you're staring me down. We're about to fight, so relax yourself. <laughs> Waste your energy, you're gonna need it. And yeah. he walked out. The mama's gonna knock you. Mama's gonna knock you out. And uh, there was a, there was, you know, he had a lot of fans with Tiger Showman. You know, they, they had a lot of schools, and and we, and, you know, I had a lot of fans there as well. So it was, it was a fun, crazy environment. And uh, yeah, I just. Um, it was a it was a great win. For yeah, sure. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now coming back, I mean obviously as I said, you do have a win over him, but where you're at in the division as you start climbing back into middleweight ranks, I mean, beating Omari Ekmedov was a big deal. That guy is super, super tough, and I know that was a battle, and you had to go out there and beat him, and, and there's not very many people that can say they have a win over him. I know you said you wanted Derek Brunson, but, but in a way, is this a good time to get a guy like your eye hall, considering, as you said, he is on a streak, you know, three wins in a row. He's always kind of been ranked in that top 10 area middleweight, and uh, it feels like this is, I, I, don't, I, don't, I hate using the word stepping stone, but it feels like this is kind of like that next step. To get you back to contention, right? Like that's where you want to go.
1: Yeah, I actually I think this is a great fight. It's gonna be it's a it's a good opportunity for for me to display my skills against a, a athletic striker. Um, and it just so happens that the champion in our weight class is an athletic striker, Israel. So I want to just put out there a little bit of a blueprint of what would happen if I fight Israel and. Uh, so this, it, there's more to this fight than just meeting Uriah hole. I want to really make a statement um, in this fight. And um, I see myself going out there and completely dominate, dominating Uriah hole, making a big statement, letting people know that um, I am still here and just some people that may have forgot I'm a problem. And then um, whether I'm fighting uh, another fight, fight before I fight for a title or, or not, you know, fighting maybe another big name, you know, top five guy after that. Dominate him and then go fight for the title. Dominate him and then uh, pay me some big bucks and we'll fight again.
0: Yeah. The Is- rematch and then I'm out is there is there an argument to be made that i you know because of what he brought to the table actually may have been a bit of a tougher matchup stylistically than a guy like Uriah Hall and I'm taking absolutely nothing away from Uriah Hall I'm just saying stylistically Ekmed is a is a monster that I I don't think people gave him enough credit going into that fight and and he battled obviously you beat him but he battled is there an argument to be made that that actually might have been a worse stylistic matchup than Uriah
1: yeah, I mean, if I had to be completely honest with me and I would pick like the worst matchup for me, it's a it's a really strong guy who wrestles, who who could wrestle and also swing on their feet and and, and present some danger there as well. And that's really what Omari Agamerov did. And on top of that, he was pretty much he's completely like a, a no name. you're you're probably talking the most I've heard anybody talk about him right now, <laughs> which is which is which is kind of messed up because the guy is really good. He's tough and scrappy. You know, Dagestanian wrestler <clears throat> who brings it. And he, he's a tough outing for anybody. I know he fought after we fought. And uh, he, he finished uh, one of the prospects. What's that guy's name he just fought last? Do you, do you remember? It?
0: Uh, I know you're talking um, about I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe he, he was like a top prospect, I think, coming out of England or something. Or maybe Australia. I'm forgetting. Europe, somewhere in Europe or Australia. And um, Tom yeah, Brees. Played, Tom Brees. I just thought
0: of it. Tom Brees. That's the guy. Tom Brees. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's um, the guy the guy's definitely tough, and um, it was one of those fights where I had to really dig deep. It came down to the will and uh, the heart, and I was able to push through and get that. So that was good. I, I wasn't really happy with my performance. I don't think I looked great. I don't think I was in the best shape. Um, I was tired as hell, uh, which I always expect to get tired in a fight because if you're not tired, you're not working hard, but no matter how good a shape you're in, you're going to get tired. But for that one, man. I, I mean, it took me it took me like a half an hour to even get my win back after that fight. I was that that was different. So I really have spent a lot of time on making sure my conditioning is on a different level this camp, and um, and and, it, and it's paying off. I feel I feel really really good, and I'm excited to go out there <clears throat> and uh, really just show. I, I really don't like I don't want to talk about it too much, but obviously I got to do interviews. I just want to go out there really. Just show, just show where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Now you've been down in uh, in South Carolina, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. So most of my training's been down in uh, at Jim in Gastonia. Um, I actually got Ray Longo up here now from New York, so uh, you know, obviously that's my that's my team is you know the Sarah Longo guys. Um, I have a Long Island wrestler who's also going to be my corner, and then uh, Wonder Boy as well. So I've been going. Uh, I've been splitting time at Jim uh, well I went up to New York, you know, twice. Um and then then I was at I've been at one of the boys back and forth. He's about an hour and forty five minutes from my house. And then I'm at Jim O's in California where they have some great great guys and of up and comers and just guys who are just on the beginnings of their career super hungry to to get better, which is nice that I get to feed off that. Um and, yeah, I just feel like I'm in a really good, a really great spot.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw uh, Anthony Smith was down there with you, right?
1: Yeah, we had uh, Anthony Smith hit me up. His coach, Mark Montoya, was heading out of town for a week. And uh, he asked me to come out to train with me because we're on the same card. He actually fights the fight right before me on the main card. And um, we got great training in there for a week. Um, and he was supposed to come out this week, but he, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't I really don't know. I haven't spoken to him but he was he was coming, then I haven't heard from him. So but he was supposed to come out here because we went out to Wonder Boys for uh we, we worked out in Gastonia at Gym L for Monday, Tuesday, then we came out to uh Wonder Boys Gym for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and we got like an Airbnb and he was supposed to be with us but he no showed us. <laughs> I'm not mad at him but I just uh oh uh but yeah <laughs> And then uh, Wonderboy, obviously, is great for me, but especially with Uriah Hall. He's just so great at emulating and giving that energy of exactly the opponent I'm going against. And He never has an ego. <clears throat> he's going to do the best he can to uh, emulate Uriah Hall, and he's been doing that. And I honestly think anything Uriah Hall could do, he could do better. Um, and uh, he's, he's just been like a secret weapon for me you know, for the last uh, eight years of my career, since I uh, trained with him for the first time, because, Anytime I and I, I really spend time with him, and I get in the octagon with the guy I'm eventually going to fight, <clears throat> he, everyone just feels slow, and I see I just see everything coming at this farm with with Steve. So um, he's he's a he's a been, he's been great
0: for me. Yeah, and knowing people that don't know, when they think Wonder Boy being a welterweight and you being a middleweight, I mean, I've met Wonder Boy. You know, he's a very tall guy for his division, so it's not like you're going up against a shorter, you know, shorter guy. You know, Wonder Boy's a pretty big guy for welterweight.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, is Uriah Hall maybe a little stronger than Wonder Boy? I mean, I don't know, maybe, um, but that's not something I have a problem with anyway. The, the strength factor—I don't think Uriah Hole is going to have the advantage in in that department when it comes to grabbing him. You know, it's not like I'm going to be overwhelmed by his strength. Um, so, with Wonderboy and his speed and his technique and his footwork, um, there's really there's nobody I've ever gone with on the feet that feels like him. And um, so to just know that I have that, you know. Um, <clears throat> Gives me such confidence against anybody. Else. Just you know, it's just you know for standing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know I asked you this question before the Akhmadov fight as you were coming back to middleweight, Chris, but now it feels even more relevant because fighting another guy in the top 15 in Uriah Hall, and as you mentioned, you know, as you kind of get back into title contention, uh, you know, things change so quickly, so rapidly all the time. You know, kind of give me your thoughts on where the middleweight division stands right now because it is it is kind of strange with, with Adesanya coming back after the loss to Blahovic, and, you know, no shame in losing to Jan Blahovic, but, you know, right now it still feels like, you know, there's not a, a, a long list of guys that he hasn't already fought and beaten uh, he was calling for Darren Till who you know had won you know hadn't won a fight <laughs> he was he was going to be on a one fight win streak you know calling for a title shot uh, so obviously that puts you in a good position but kind of where where do you think this division stands because it's kind of a weird time right now with where we're at with with the champion versus the contenders yeah it's it kind of
1: weird you know he, he went up and, and lost and now he's coming back down. It's a weird, it's definitely a little bit of a weird uh, Situation, I don't know if we've really seen Too much, I remember when Anderson Silva Would go up to 205, you know He'd fight like a Stefan Bonner, and I actually fought him I fought him when he came back down That next fight, um, after he fought Stefan Bonner um, It You know, he he would be winning So to have a champion go up and lose And then come back down, he's still the champion And now, you know, that, that confidence That a champion usually wears Is now just tainted a little bit, which is just different. Um, I still think Israel Adesanya is—he's a you know—he's a great fighter, great stand-up, great distance control. His feints are, are great. He is—he's a great chess player on the feet, um, for sure. Um, I just really want to—I just really want to uh, make a statement in this fight that you know a guy like Israel Adesanya, like I'm—I'm I'm built for to beat guys like that. Like I really am. He's he's another Anderson Silva, in my opinion. You know, he's a younger he's a younger Anderson Silva, um, and uh, Israel is very good with his striking. He's very quick, but his his weakness is that he's not that strong. You know, I, I'll grab him, and he's gonna feel like it's Blackwood's grabbing him. You know, and and then I you had my jiu-jitsu in there with my my wrestling. It's gonna, uh, it's fun, and and I don't want to get ahead of myself because I, I got a lot of work to do before that happens. But that my end goal is that I want to get, I want to fight him. I love that people think he's as good as they think he is, you know. And I, I do think he's good, but I just know I have what it takes to beat him. And um, I like those challenges. I like to beat people that people think I can't beat. And I know I got work ahead of me. It's not happening next fight, or even maybe the next fight after that. But
0: <clears throat> I'm gonna do my
1: best to show people. Um, that that's
0: the fight that they would want to see yeah it's funny you mentioned that I remember one of our interviews like I think it was before the Agmetov fight you know, I did something on you talking about you know you were kind of like the stylistic nightmare for, for Adesanya and a lot of people wanted to give you crap about that because at that Ooh. point you were just coming back in middleweight obviously you had the loss to Reyes and we were like oh man you know why does Chris Weidman think he's the the, the best matchup for uh, for Adesanya? And I think we saw it with the Blahovich fight—a guy that can you know move him around and, and, and clinch with him. And obviously, Blahovich is a a big guy, but he's not the pedigree of a wrestler or a grappler that you are. And that's not a knock on Yan; that's just a compliment to your wrestling background and your grappling background. But like that is kind of like what you were talking about—the things that you knew you could do to Israel Adesanya, we saw Blahovich do. Yeah. Yep. And and.
1: At the end of the day, there's people out there that will laugh at that at this point, but they just don't know the truth. And my goal is to, you know, I'll shut them all up and let them all see that very
0: soon. Yeah, absolutely. I got to ask you real quick before I get you out of here, Chris. uh, You're going to be fighting uh, in the first UFC card back with fans. Uh, It's going to be a little bit bizarre to actually have fans again after a year and some change without having anything. Now, you only had the one fight during the pandemic, but are you excited for that aspect of this one?
1: I am so excited for this. I usually couldn't care less what kind of card I'm on and, you know, whether it's a pay-per-view or whether it's whatever, Um, you know, how big it is or what arena, I really don't care. Uh, But for this, I am super excited for. Um, It's just such a historic event. First time of any sport to be back full capacity. Uh, You know, I get to be on the main card. And I know there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs, and that's what i that's what you know I'm in this for is to put on a show and um, to show to show my work and my art. Absolutely. So, um, i'm 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 so excited, man. I'm excited to have fans and to feel that energy and not to just hear longo slow clapping
0: as we do the walk out. <laughs> <you know. laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, last thing yeah. before I get you out of here, Chris, uh, I'd be remiss because I saw you talking about it on Twitter. Uh, I so rarely get to talk uh, wrestling with, with guys. And obviously your focus has been on your own fight, but, uh, I assume you watched the Olympic trials uh, last week and I know everyone was kind of stunned to see what happened to Jordan Burroughs. What do you think about our <laughs> Olympic team this year?
1: Man, we got a, we got a good Olympic team. Uh, all those guys have problems. Uh, I was upset. You know, Gilman did a great job of, you know, just being so strong, you know, lightweight Gilman, um, beating Vito. Vito's a Long Island guy. I know his dad real well, Bogar. Um, so, obviously, I was rooting for him. But Gilman. Gilman's going to be a tough shot for anybody. Um, Jordan Oliver is another curveball in there um, who has been around for a long time. He was wrestling in college when I was wrestling in college. And, and look at him. He's, he's making an Olympic team now. Um, he... <clears throat> I mean, to, to to take out, you know, for Yanni, you know, being the same weight class as guys like Yanni and, and to be able to, and he's lost to Yanni uh, before and then push through. And I, I think he's going to be a problem on the international uh, level. And then, um, you know, Snyder, the Jaden Cox thing kills me. The fact that the, whatever happened with Jaden Cox makes me really upset because he is so good. And uh, Kyle Snyder obviously is so good, but I wanted to see that match. I uh, I really wanted to see. I don't know if you follow me. You follow? Oh yeah, no, like
0: no? I, I. Oh yeah, no, okay. I. I, well, I was actually looking okay. forward to that one because Jaden Cox beat uh, Kyle Snyder in their freshman year at college when he went for the NCAA title his first year. Jaden Cox beat him in the, in the finals, so yeah. I was really looking forward yeah. to that rematch.
1: Yeah, man, me too. And Cox has just been looking so good. I. And I heard it was super weird what happened with him and the weigh-ins. It's not like he didn't make weight like traditionally. It was like a weird misunderstanding or something. Uh, so that pisses me off that he doesn't, that he's not getting a shot at this. Um, Yeah, but all, all in all, obviously I felt bad for Jordan Burrows because he is, he is a guy on and off the mat who I look up to and he's done so much for the sport and he's so good. But Kyle Dake, I'm happy for him, man. He's He's, he's been, he's right there. And I I honestly, I think he wins the Olympic wins the Olympics pretty handily. So we just got, we have some great guys and I think we're going to, I mean, I I'm just hoping they all perform on the day that matters.
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple of gold medals in there, honestly. I mean, I know Kyle's gonna be, you know, obviously a pretty solid favorite to at least get to the finals. Uh and, and but I think there's a couple of gold medals in there. I mean, I think Kyle Dakes got a great shot at and I think there could be a couple of upsets in there as well. You could see a couple more gold. But I think there's a chance for a couple of good golds uh in the Olympics this year. Yeah,
1: I agree. I got like and, and even like um David Taylor. And, um, and Jordan Oliver, if he could wrestle consistently, if he wrestles the way he wrestled in the trials in, in the Olympics, he's winning the gold too. And he, like, I don't feel like on the Olympic level, he's really known like that. Like a, even like a Yanni, I don't think he's beat the top guys yet, but he is so good. Um, all our I, I think almost every one of the guys is capable of capable of winning the gold. Yeah. Gable so Stevenson in, there. Look at that
0: guy. That guy's a beast too, man. Gable yeah. Stevenson is a freaking oh, yeah. beast. I left him out. Yeah. It yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he does the open backflip again. <laughs> good team this year. It's a good team this year. Really good team. Well, uh, Chris, I appreciate the time as always, my man. I appreciate you taking the time. Obviously, safe training these last couple weeks, man. Safe travels out to Jacksonville. Uh, glad everything is well with you, and I appreciate you doing this as always, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And have a good one. Talk to you soon.
1: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.